When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I think 99% of people in this country have no idea how angry we get with each other on Twitter about the most meaningless shit. And it's getting to the point where I'm just like, wow, like, I I think that a good metric, if you want to get the, the, like, kind of take a litmus test of what 90% of guys in America think about pop culture or whatever, I would say take just kind of take a cross-section of what Joe Rogan believes. I'm not saying that is like a uh, praise or slight on Joe Rogan. I mean, but it's like he's kind of like, yeah, I like, you know, working out and I like talking about weird dumb shit and, you know, my politics are, you know, I'm, you know, I'll, I'm kind of liberal, but I think a lot of this woke stuff's kind of gone a little too far, but, you know, what the hell? I just kind of want to hang with my boys and do that stuff. That's what 90% of men, I think, like, especially, like, young men around my age are like. But if you were to, you know, think about the opinions of what we see on Twitter, it's like you either see hardcore communists or, like, crazy right-wingers. And it's like, no, most people don't give a shit. Like- what is up, everybody? My name is Kyle Matovic. I am the host of the In Liberty and Health podcast where we talk all things liberty, health and wellness, and beyond. My hope is to encourage and spread the message of liberty and physical and mental well-being. I hope you enjoy all the topics we talk about with our guests. We're on all major streaming platforms, so please sit back, relax, and enjoy. Man, I'm doing as good as anyone can do getting buried by his 13-year-old son on leg day. <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for not being on this podcast because I got to go see Metallica, so... If that's a problem, kiss my ass. Okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, everybody. This is episode 193 um, today, returning to the show, and hopefully our levels are okay. I guess uh, the listeners and myself <laughs> will be the uh, <laughs> will, will be the decider here. Lorenzo, how you doing, dude? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Um, I'm good. Good. It's uh, it's Easter Sunday. Um, you know, I guess everybody's saying he is risen, and I think a lot of people don't realize I'm not religious, but I'm just kind of like, you know, have it's a just good time day to listen well. to impending doom. Yes, yeah, yeah that's right. <laughs> Although I didn't listen to them this morning, uh, I was listening to uh, in fairy revocation, I was listening to some pretty wicked death metal this morning when I was lifting, and that's when I uh, pulled a new personal record of 500 pounds for two reps on the deadlift. Oh, hell yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. I've been the music that I've been going to while lifting. Um, like I have my normal playlist, 
mm-hmm. of stuff, which I need to update at some point because it's essentially mainly Meshuggah. Um, it's good enough. Yeah, but like it's getting to the point where I'm just like I'm not getting the same like energy from it. Um, some a lot of spirit box, a lot of spirit box. Oh, I love them. Like like rule of nines, just going right into that. Actually, holy roller is the one that yeah. would just get me completely pumped. Um, yeah. <laughs> I there's an old video of me somewhere um, that I have on like my phone of me playing the holy roller riff and then mm. the blessed be chorus riff, which blessed be is my favorite spirit box song. Mm. Um. Yeah, and... I, can't, I can't say I that that song's not coming to mind right off the top of my head. But uh, Holy oh. Roller, I think, was the first song. Um, actually, funny enough, my old parts guy. I don't know if he's listening to this, but um, he told me about Spirit Box, and I think he sent me that song. I remember listening to it the first time, like, oh, this is all right. And then um, I they kept coming up in my feed, and then I heard um, sorry, Circle with me, and I'm like, oh fuck, man, these guys are actually really good. And like that guitar riff and um, what the uh. Not secret. Uh, I think it's secret garden. The dude, it's like a clean roof, but the dude's just blah, 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 oh, you know, dirt, doing all this crazy shit. Yeah. yeah, very Tosinabosky kind of like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's one guy that I was just like, I was having a discussion with, and this we're not even starting on politics, which is great because we're talking about music stuff. We can yeah. get into other stuff, but um, I was talking with uh, the guitarist of my band um, about like what our generation's version of like virtuoso shredders that are really going to leave like a legacy you know like the 80s had you know eddie van halen they had um uh you know steve vai joe and the 90s you know have dime bag and that type of stuff yeah. i don't know dime bag is like between the two i don't know if where you'd put him I, I, dime bag would be number one number one out well, of in, every in terms, in terms of the planet. 80s <laughs> Oh, no, he's, he's definitely 90s because, okay, so, like, Pantera started out and I want to say the early 80s, if I remember correctly, and they had, like, four hair metal albums. And then in 1990 with Cowboys from Hell is where they really blew up. But they actually had Phil Anselmo for one album. I think it was called Power Metal before um, they really blew up with Cowboys from Hell. So they would definitely be 90s because everything that everybody knows about Pantera is, you know, Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display, Power, Far Beyond Driven, you know, all that. And that was all yeah. 90s. It's it's fun. I I still love the um, guitar solo from Domination, into yes. the breakdown, and just yeah. that's one of the heaviest breakdowns just ever. And it's, you know, everyone's like, you got to tune lower. No, 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 no. Domination mm-hmm. is in like E flat, and still makes me want to kick somebody's face in. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny is you brought up Meshuga. Um, there's a song, and it was a bonus track off their first album called Humiliative, and that. I want to say that was 1991. That is like one of the most brutal fucking tracks ever. Or um, off their second album, um, Destroy, Race, Improve. Just that fucking... Oh my God, I remember the first time I heard that. Or um, Suffer and Truth is another one. Future Breed Machine, yeah. Yeah, Future Breed Machine. It's just like... What? Beep, beep, And you're just like... Yeah, it's fucking I, 1996. It was 1996 or 1994 that album came out, and that is like the heaviest shit ever. Well, yeah, and like in like New Millennium Cyanide Christ, like off Chaos Fear, it's just you're just like, what is going on? And mm-hmm. like they're so ahead of their time, and I think that's one like Frederick Thurndall will be one that's like today would would consider someone that's just going to echo through the ages. But I, like going back to that, I was thinking the the people of today. I think Tosin Abasi from Animals as Leaders is going to be one of those people that's just like. What he does with an eight string guitar is magical because everyone like there's that kind of meme of people that just get an eight string guitar just go 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 you know on the yeah. lowest string. They but go to play just, a mirror. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they go to play a mirror and like you know, all those types. But he's one that really uses it to his full extent. Um I don't know how much you like periphery, but I think some of the periphery guys uh, so, so like when it comes to animals leaders periphery and i know they're not in like the same category but like they're, a lot of pretty much in the same category yeah yeah i don't know i'm just not that familiar Gent. with them yeah yeah i mean i it's like i like everything i've heard by them but they just never quite struck a chord with me so like then i kind of think about bands like the acacia strain strain veil of maya um parkway drive and, and those kind of like newer metalcore bands that really got big after like 2010 ish um i kind of rope them in the same category where i like them but like they they're not doing anything groundbreaking and i don't see them as like absolutely fantastic like and this could just be the boomer in me because uh like all the metal from like 2002 to 2007 was like my jam so like kill switch engage all that oh, remains trivium yes. Um, Lamb of God, God forbid, Shadows Fall, all those bands were like the shit I grew up with. And I went to go see all those bands. I still love them to this day and still listen to all those albums. You know, The Fall of Ideals, Ascendancy. Um, I, I can't What's the one, one with like My Curse and like. Oh, that's um, As Daylight Dies. Yeah. I remember actually walking up to Walmart when I was a kid. And Walmart for me, that was like a couple miles. I remember walking up to get the limited edition of uh as daylight dies when like the walmart up in uh nicktrona heights first opened i remember getting like a pomegranate p or a pomegranate arnold palmer tea that tasted like shit in that cd and i remember like taking a picture of it on my flip phone and be like oh man look what i got <laughs> yeah yeah that, know, that, that gives my age away <laughs> no, i know that flip phone quality though because i had that was the first one i had because my mom was like yeah because i was going out biking all the time with my friends and stuff yeah. like that and she's like yeah you know you don't need an iphone right now you're in fifth grade but since you're going out there you know just so you can text me which i think is if you're a parent what you should do to get your kids like if you want to keep in contact with your kids when they're out give them a flip phone until they're like in high school <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So you know what? There was something I was listening to in a podcast today, and and this may be able to transition us over to political stuff a little bit. And it it, it was very very fascinating to me to hear this. And it's funny because it was like a nutrition podcast. But basically, um, this guy who I've had on the show before, Alan Flanagan, was mentioning how our political discourse has kind of devolved. And I, I think you're you'll be able to touch on this a lot better than I can because um, when I was young, we had MySpace, and MySpace wasn't quite as like you know, talk heavy as everything is now. Do, do you follow what I'm saying? Like you had a lot yeah, more I, like- I wish we had a version of MySpace. I want to have oh, my top dude. eight. Yeah, MySpace was fucking awesome. I, I like, I remember having just like paragraphs of just bullshit and pictures and HTML links that had like all these little gifts on my uh, MySpace. Yeah, dude, it was awesome. And then you had your profile song. My, I think I had Rain by Trivium, which was off of Ascendancy that came out in 2005 or 2006 on there. So- um. Anyways, the, the point was is that basically in 2010, um, he said that this was laid out by Jonathan Haidt, where 2010 is really where things started to kind of like ratchet up for people, where essentially now instead of going outside and then kids not necessarily beating the shit out of each other, but like solving problems together whenever there's like a dispute in a football game or a basketball game or something like that, that wasn't just them bullshitting or having a little disagreement. That was actually them 
figuring out psychologically how to interact with the world pretty much and how to interact with people. Well, now that we have social media and everyone's on social media, people don't get that same face-to-face interaction where they do that. And my, in my mind, I always say that like social media is just a tool where like a lot of the interactions you see and the hostility you see between people is just another um, formation of something that was already there. And this is just the tool that people are using. Um, so for like your generation, because you're like 18, 19, right? 18 yeah okay did you have a lot of like outdoor experience and talking to people and i sound like such a boomer saying this but there is there's about 11 years difference between 10 or 11 years difference between us um did you get a lot of that interaction with people and did you do a lot of that stuff or do you think that you were a lot more siloed off from like face-to-face interaction with people well kind of so this is also like also a perfect um, segue into some of the political stuff I want to talk about because this will sure. lead into a very big point, I, an epiphany I've had recently. But, sure. um, yeah, I, I didn't really like, I was in, I was, and still I'm kind of a nerd. Like, I was much more content to sit inside and read mm-hmm. or, you know, build Bionicles. Remember Bionicle Legos? Oh, God. I f- I, oh, my God. My brother and I had. You only wouldn't know how many Legos we had. Like, I'm surprised my parents didn't beat us religiously for having so many fucking Legos. I had, I had those. I, I had all those. Like, I, that was like I like to stay inside and play Legos and that type of stuff. I wasn't really. I didn't never. I never played an organized sport. So like, I'm, no, me neither. I'm probably not the best. Like, because I, I was like a a nerd um, that didn't go outside much but i didn't really have a social media presence mm-hmm. like i had an instagram pretty early on relatively excited to instagram in like fifth grade but the only thing i ever put on it was videos of me drumming and the only thing i ever followed was like drummers and maybe it's a testament to me you know being a little <laughs> possibly a little autistic in, in my in my interests and just being like you know i don't really give a shit about yeah. you know social media or status i just want to go and you know look at videos of people drumming and that's what i used you know the internet for because i was on the internet a bit and but like my mom was never worried about any social media stuff because i was looking up things of people building legos or once i hit like 2014 it was jared dines videos if you remember him yeah you know yeah. what's funny is how one of our mutual friends on twitter uh shooter kevin. kevin yeah <laughs> yeah he uh he's like buddies with him well he does if i because i remember that i saw him in a skit that was from like almost 10 years ago at this point and mm-hmm. if i could have told like my what was it like 10 year old 11 year old self yeah in like almost a decade you'll you'll be like you'll kind of know this dude that films you'll be like, one degree of separation away from jared dines yeah i would have been like whoa that's insane mm-hmm. you know i don't really watch him that much anymore and you know there's a lot of, but like i i didn't spend as much time outside but there was it was kind of this transitional thing like seeing what my sister because my sister's in seventh grade and seeing the 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 difference between our worlds is stark because they're way more online and like it's hopefully you don't hear them upstairs they're um if you hear any noise no no no, i don't hear anything perfect this is why these mics are great (laughs) um but uh the like we were in a transitional period where growing up when i was really young we didn't really have a lot of the technology we have we had some of the technology we had now Mm -hmm. but like i remember computer labs you don't have computer labs in school anymore because everyone has their own tablet you know, I, the concept of someone having a phone in third grade would, would have been 
insane to me. The iPhone 4 was just coming out. But for my sister, that was a thing that we had to deal with. So, like, it's ratcheting up. And the worst children I see with it are the man children. And this kind of segues into kind of a epiphany of I had. And that kind of goes to politics and being online, which is I think 99% of people in this country have no idea how angry we get with each other on Twitter about the most meaningless shit. And it's getting to the point where I'm just like, wow. Like, I, I think that a good metric, if you want to get the, the like, kind of take a litmus test of what 90% of guys in America think about pop culture or whatever, I would say take, just kind of take a cross-section of what Joe Rogan believes. I'm not saying that is like a uh, praise or slight on Joe Rogan. I mean, but it's like, he's kind of like, yeah, I like, you know, working out and I like talking about weird, dumb shit. And, you know, my politics are, you know, I'm, you know, I'll, I'm kind of liberal, but I think a lot of this woke stuff's kind of gone a little too far. But, yeah. you know, what the hell? I just kind of want to hang with my boys and do that stuff. That's what 90% of men, I think, like, especially like young men around my age are like. But if you or to, you know, think about the opinions of what we see on Twitter, it's like you either see hardcore communists or, like, crazy right-wingers. And it's like, no, most people don't give a shit. Like, if you... If you... If you told someone that had never been on Twitter that, yeah, people argue for hours a day about, like... Pick a topic that, that we argue about for, <laughs> like... You, you don't even really it. have to pick a topic. You can just say anything, and people will be ready to fucking go. Oh, what you well, think? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you think that? I am stoked to tell you guys about the show's new sponsor. I am now working with MTS Nutrition, which is a brand that I've believed in for a very long time, and they run awesome cells and they have awesome products. So um, I want to tell you about their amazing protein powder, which you're going to ask me how many pounds I have of the protein powder, and the answer is all of them. So here I got red velvet cake, 25 grams of protein, and they have the amino acids and everything on there, 59 servings. Peanut butter fluff, uh, fluffernutter, 26 grams of protein, and then also the chocolate chip cookie, which literally has real pieces of chocolate chip cookie in there. So 27 grams of protein, 180. As I've talked about on the show, getting your protein is very, very important, so make sure you hit that link below and purchase your protein powder through MTS Nutrition. Boom! Well, here's a good example. How many how many real life people do you that you know that aren't online know about who Dylan Mulvaney is? Well, see, my problem is is that I work with a bunch of crotchety old right wingers, and I love them dearly, but like they're all aware of it, and you know they they pretty much are, are disgusted with it. So uh, unfortunately, my sampling is a little bit biased in that direction. But um, I, I think to your larger point, not a lot of people really care. And the fact that he's floated around Twitter and did get a little trip to the White House, it, it literally just sets off everybody. And really, I don't even like – and once again, this could just be my experience. But like I I don't see any like left-leaning people talking about him or giving him time of day. Like I just see no, pure outrage. <laughs> well, what will happen is that like you'll have um, – in, in the in the companies know this. Like Bud Light knew – that I saw a long thread about this the other day um, from a, like a marketing guy. It was like, yeah, this is all just marketing because 
what's the first thing on everyone's minds right now after arguing about Bud Light for, you know, a week straight? It's Bud Light. And your unconscious brain is going to kind of be like, oh, Bud Light, huh? And then someone's going to buy it. And like, mm-hmm. it's all, it's all like brand name stuff in like, it's granted, outrage broker shit. It's, it's our brokership. And, you know, granted, I, I do think it's very weird that instead of having like a normal, if they wanted to have a trans activist, instead of having like mm-hmm. a normal trans person, having this garish caricature of not only a woman, but a girl. Yeah. Like it's, it's very creepy. Like, you know, I get a very heavy and uncanny Valley, like, uh, thing, but like, the fact that people tear themselves apart or be like Western civilizations collapsing and all this stuff. It's just like, it's come to this political epiphany I've had already. This is going to be wild. It's not wild. It's actually very simple. Touch grass and get more people less into politics. Like literally encourage your friends to not get into politics. And I think Mm -hmm. that this is, if you look at like every issue that's going on nowadays is that, people have and i remember seeing a thing about this that in like late eastern like soviet eastern Bloc countries like in the later period everything was so hyper politicized that it was actually a good example is shit, um uh, a good example is um the byzantines um the eastern romans in the uh in a period where they had their chariot races like their chariot teams if you supported the greens or the blues that meant so much more because if I supported the greens, I also probably thought, you know, that the emperor was doing a terrible job. And I also thought this particular way about how the father was attached to the son and the Holy spirit within the church. And because of that, there were full blown riots in the cities that led to like thousands of deaths, mm-hmm. hyperpolitization of shit. And what people want right now, like, I think a lot of people on the right say they want, like, you know, we want to build our own culture that shows our values. And I think a lot of people literally just want culture that doesn't really push values down your throat at all. Mm-hmm. Like, people just want a break. People are so sick and tired of having, like, you know, sure, you can have, you know, Hollywood that's flushing morals down your throat left and right but do i really want to watch a movie from the daily wire do i really want ben shapiro's cock is jammed down my throat like no well well, see and that's like kind of what i'm seeing and i'm listen i love all the people who are like very very religious and like a lot of my good friends you know buck tommy and all them and they don't do this but like who's buck and buck tommy a buck johnson and then uh tommy sammons Love gotcha. both those guys dearly, and they don't do this, but there's a lot of people kind of like of their ilk, and once again, they, they know that I'm not speaking ill of them, but like people who just see everything that like they don't like, and they say, that's demonic, that's demonic. It's like, when I hear Top people, lobster. when I see people <laughs> saying that, it's like you're using an appeal to an authority that not only do like that other side completely rejects, but even people that agree with you but just aren't religious, they reject that too. Because I'm not religious, right? I mean, I have these fucking orthodoxy books that Tommy actually sent me over here. I just haven't gotten a chance to becoming look at a post libertarian ortho bro. Wow. <laughs> not yet. Um I I have to admit that I, I'm just fascinated by the ideas and it 
there is something interesting about the great people that are Orthodox Christians. But once again, when I keep hearing people just say, oh, everything's demonic. This is all demonic. This is demonic. I'm like, stop, stop. It's bad without that. Why do you have to put that in? Because once again, you're appealing to an authority that not everybody's going to agree on. Like trans children isn't just demonic. It, it, you could say it's, it's demonic, child abuse, yeah. but it's fucking, it's child abuse. Why, why does it have to be demonic? It's, but you're mutilating children. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> like, it and, doesn't and have to be any religious thing. Another great example. This is, uh, so, if you talk to a lot of IRL progressives, not progressives on Twitter, they'll go, yeah, I mean. Oh, I but Lorenzo, they want you dead. That's what I hear all the time. They want you dead. Like, <laughs> they want you dead. Oh, my God. Up. Every time I hear that, I'm just like. Like, there is an element where I do, there, there is an element of that kind of hostile S or stem that I do take into my everyday life. And it's basically be very careful about what I reveal about my politics and everyday life. Like, I, it, in, a, in a hyperbolic sense, and I tell this to my sister or my mom, it's like, imagine that you're part of a resistance force in like a Soviet occupied thing. Like, just put yourself in that mindset of like, do not engage. If someone, like, I'll be, I'll be, and, and this is a much less hot, like, intense thing but like you know if i'm at work and i'm 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 with someone you know i'm with a co-worker and she's like because generally a she that's like we need to dismantle the patriarchy and feminism and we need to you know right. i don't really like all this you see what they're doing with drags if i'm like smile and nod don't say a fucking word and i have to say this to like other people as well i'm i feel like a lot of people that are online with their politics have no fucking clue how to act in real life it's like you can't say no like I have a coworker that I work with that is third position esque, kind of like not fascist, but on that line. He's also black. He's a very interesting. I think he's a product of being too terminally online, to be completely honest. It's a lot of people. But like, he'll say some shit, and I'm like, dude, we're at work. I get these things. No one else get these things, and they're looking at you weird. And if they figure out what those things mean, you'll be fired. So shut the fuck up. Like, shut the fuck up. We will talk about Mossad agents, blah, 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 on break, away from other people if you want. I don't want to because I'm at work. I talk about politics with one coworker, and that's because he's incredibly middle of the road, and we just have little debates about, you know, this and that. But I don't like talking politics in, in real life with people. And that's another thing. Don't talk politics with a lot of your friends because it's never going to turn out well. And also, going back to the thing with like the trans kids, most progressives are like, yeah, I'm fine with trans people, but I think 18 is a good age to, you know, set the bar at. Liter most people think that. And it is a, it, it's a real shame that our administration do, thinks that that's not the case. Um, but I think that a lot of a lot of the hyperbolic rhetoric you see on Twitter is so off base from from what you see in real life. And I think more people just need to either get off Twitter or just like stop taking it seriously. Like I used to you go. OK, no, 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 you're fine. You're fine. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a product of kind of like you said, someone being terminally online where like the extremes get blasted out because that's what gets eyes, right? Like if I tell you all the nuances of why people are dying over the last three years and like how lockdowns have you know tertiary effects on all areas of our lives, you don't care. You're not going to listen. But if I say that 
COVID killed this many people or the treatment killed this many people, then your eyes are on it now because I gave you a simple, sexy solution. The same way that when it comes to diet, if I say seed oils, carbs. Um, I've been seeing you on that show. I'm so proud that you're just going out there and blasting because like I'm right. So I, I have to put in for a sec because I'm no, right there okay. with yeah, you. Yeah. I think that all of the like, I hate seed oils. I hate, you know, only eat red meat. Actually, don't only eat red meat. That's not going to give you a balanced diet. I love red meat. I eat like two steaks a week sometimes. Like I, mm-hmm. the amount of red meat I have is a lot, but like there's, there's a lot of people that just have this very, very like, it's they take the return mentality and and bring it up to a thousand to a point that's just right you said simple sexy hyperbolic i'm like no i'm not going to eat like i would love to to fry stuff in beef tallow i can't get beef tallow around where i am it's expensive yeah no it's just once again if you demonize one thing or you have a simple solution that's what people are looking for people are looking for just the quick trick how can i get all the weight off how can i get the fat off um how do we crush the left how do we do this how do we do that um just giving people a one word solution is very, very easy because it, once again, it satisfies just this, you know, Hey, I got the answer now. But once again, if I tell you that like, Hey, so maybe you shouldn't have just red meat because LDL cholesterol actually does matter when it comes to heart disease. And there's Mendelian randomization trials that show this over the course of a lifetime. If you have Boy. a LDL expo. Yeah. Well, if I explain all the nuances of why seed oils aren't bad, you know, all the studies on artificial sweeteners, um, if I give you all the evidence, and once again, I held every single one of these motherfucking positions that all the people are arguing with me about, I held those positions. Three or four years ago, I would have agreed with them. I would have been going up my own ass about this stuff. I held those positions. But guess what? I sat down and realized, holy fuck, I'm fucking stupid and I'm wrong. It took other people with better arguments and better data convincing me otherwise. But the problem is not everybody thinks like that. Not everybody's going to be analytical. Some people want a sexy thing. So you have to find out how to tell a story that's going to appeal to people's emotions in order to get them to believe you. It's the same deal even in politics, though. Yeah. Well, exactly. And I also with the seed oil thing, I think that the best argument against using lots of seed oils for stuff is literally like frying an animal fat or olive oil honestly tastes better to me most of the time. Like, I, I still use, like, canola oil for certain things, but I don't really use, like, vegetable oil. The only seed oil I will use kind of semi-regularly is peanut oil, um, and that's because with a lot of the Asian stuff I've been making, I think I've told you a little bit about that. I've been making a lot of Asian food, um, which is so good, dude, so good. But, like, I'll fry, you know, when I'm making lo mein, I'll fry it up in the wok with peanut oil. But, like, that's that's the better way to, to argue it. I think that's another thing. Like, people... We need to stop. I hate I hate using that we as in like a collective we because it's not. But like people need to stop basing these arguments over this is demonic or this is whatever. Offer a solution that someone else is going to actually gravitate towards. If you want to debate at all, and if you don't, I have a whole separate thing for that, which is yes, don't engage in like I two you know two years ago I was all like let's debate everything in the marketplace of ideas I'm sick and tired of that now like if I see someone that's trying to debate me on something I'll just be like you know try to tell them to kill themselves in the way that I can ooh wait, so, uh, if that's a YouTube thing that can't no, I, no, tell no, them tell, tell them to to go away um, in a way that will not get me banned on Twitter because I just don't give a shit but like here's an example when you're talking about drag shows for children this is another one that that gets everyone up their everyone's panties in a twist instead of going oh my god it's so demonic that you're doing this go 
isn't the point of drag to be subversive and very like it's an adult form of humor so why are you trying to dumb it down to kids like express yourself to the fullness of what your art form dictates like i wouldn't want to play if i was in a like a brutal metal band i wouldn't want to play for kids no yeah that's fucking weird yeah so like why so so that's an argument that you can make and be like and actually spark debate why is you as like a drag queen why do you want to perform for kids when most of them aren't going to get your jokes and like you can really express yourself like 18 and up or 16 and up if you want to if you really want to be generous about it i think that like 16 year olds can kind of go to a lot of 18 and up sort of events or shows it's like but we're getting into the age of consent debate oh oh fucking hell (laughs) i i i the only time i'll i the only time i'll even go to that is like drinking age which i think the drinking age if we are to have a drinking age should be lowered to 16 um Mm -hmm. because if you look at every other like other countries that do it they don't get drunk in Spain, you don't see people. You don't see drunk people. You see people that drink with meals, yeah. which is how you should drink. I don't drink, and this is something that we touched on in the last um, podcast, which is I don't drink. I don't do any sort of drugs, um, partly because my own decisions. And I think everyone that embraces that becomes a better person. I have been known to be a little preachy on that subject, and after certain bad party experiences, I will generally rant on Twitter and then delete everything about two minutes later. Um, but uh like if you're gonna drink drink with a meal like if i if i drank i i can tell you the one thing i drink the most and where i drink it a beautiful red wine with a steak are you kidding i wouldn't i wouldn't go chugging back beer why would i do that i want to have a really nice experience i want to enjoy things yeah yeah so like i'll normally have um like a whiskey cocktail like an old-fashioned that's kind of like my go-to um, usually if my wife or I go out to dinner, um, I, what the, I got a, it was called like the, the, oh yeah, the flapjack old fashioned I put up on Twitter, but he has a little piece of bacon and it's funny. That's, um, what I tweeted out. Can I get like four more followers to crack over 2000? Um, I think I posted a picture of that and then a whole bunch of people went back and started liking it. But yeah, it was literally like a, uh, um, what is it? Not maple, um, butter schnapps. And then, you know, a little bit of whiskey and a piece of bacon on top of it. Oh, my God. It was so good. But, um, yeah, I love yeah, I love having, like, a good cocktail with a meal or something like that. But I am known to be a little bit of a rowdy drinker. Um, You know, when my brother and I went down for the anti-war protest, um, I I was putting down some crown. I remember (laughs) I I saw Reed the next day because him and I were hanging out. It was me, him, uh, Clint, you know, my older brother, uh, Pasta, Dan Cohen, um, one of the bank sisters i'm trying to remember who else is in there but uh yeah I, I brought the ball of crown and something else over and man i was just putting the crown down and then reed saw it he's like man i had to like slow you down a little bit I'm like, yeah <laughs> that's my problem I'm, I'm a little bit of a social animal and then like if i get around a bunch of people and you know we're all drinking i just i can't take my foot off the gas but um that's also been something that i've i've kind of deal with because i've made an ass out of myself more times than i can even imagine a count being hammered exactly. off my ass when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. And and that's why I like don't even consider it because I know my personality. I'm a belligerent, stubborn, piss and rage filled person. And you and if if you got the wrong sort of drink in me, I'd be picking fights with. I I I I get to the point where I want to pick fights with the DoorDash drivers that I have to deliver orders to, mm-hmm. in my in my job. Like I know myself. Right. What I said? Fuck that. Oh yeah, it's, <laughs> I don't know if I nobody. I well, here's the thing. Like I've actually noticed since I because I've been working out a lot more um, over the past few months or like six seven months. I, I have noticed that my like my urge to just kind of get up in somebody's face has gone up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I I just I know my limits, and that's another thing. I think that you know, going back to the like people are too terminally online. I think people need to know their limits and just like f- take a step back. You know, if like I I think the rule of thumb is: imagine if you had to explain to your mom that you spent two hours arguing with someone on a Twitter thread about like the green m&m not having high heels anymore yeah you know what i've kind of made a a habit of like if i don't feel like arguing on twitter i just don't and like if i see the person has like less than a hundred followers and they're like an anon account um i don't argue back but i mean if someone's like genuinely curious or they seem like they're coming at it in good faith um then i'll i'll push back a little bit and we can have a back and forth but, um, you know, usually my rule is like if after three tweets, I see you're just not acting in good faith, you get blocked or um, the insta block is if you say anything bad about my wife, then I will block without hesitation. I'll and block I'm... people if they don't have a profile picture I like. I've done that before. I'm serious. Yeah, dude, I, I couldn't tell you how many people it, it actually makes me laugh. It'll say you're like you're unable to view this account because of uh you know they they I'm, and like <laughs> yep. I can't tell you how many people fucking block me and I don't even know what for like I never interact with these people and I have my old account so I'm able to find the people and I'll like type in my name and their thing nothing comes up like I seriously could not tell you how many people just blocked me for no fucking reason there's even people who like used to follow me that blocked me for no reason like I I can think of literally a few um people off the top of my head that just. Literally never had a bad interaction with, it, and they actually like talk to me and everything, and they'll either unfollow or block me. I'm like, fuck that dude, dude. I I know, and I there's and there's people that I know that I've actually met in person that are like different from my politics much so, and I'm I'm very glad that they haven't blocked me, or like mm-hmm. unfollowed me. Um, but there's actually one I I there's some people that I've definitely antagonized them into blocking me, and I'll tell you one off oh, air. Yeah. Cause I'll, I'll, yeah. Once we're done with this, I will tell you one, and I think you're actually kind of friendly with them. But either way, I'll tell you why. And probably not anymore. I think I know who you're talking about. Maybe, but <laughs> um, there's. I mean, here's the thing: like, stop treating Twitter like it's real life. Stop treating all this shit like it's real life. Go outside. Go talk to somebody. You know, go play music. Go listen to music. More people need to listen to music. Whenever I meet someone that like says, I don't really listen to music, I automatically like in my head I'm just like something's wrong with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like I'm like, what? You don't want to? You don't want me to like tell you about Rush, um, or any other band? I've I've been very very recently into um, Alcest, which is like a black gaze kind of type thing, black metal shoegaze. Uh, that that's like a whole new area that I just have no idea. About. It's it's so cool. I mean, I because like you know a lot of the stuff I like listening to is kind of like more progressive, yeah, like prog rock, prog metal, and mm-hmm. stuff that kind of falls into that range is always stuff that I'm I'm super interested to to listen to. And um, they're one of the bands that have really pushed me into um, just really loving them, but. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have another thing that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. Um, that I think is a good, and I, I was actually talking about. So, uh, me and David Brady had a Twitter space a few nights ago. Yeah, I saw that. I'm trying to think of what I was doing because I was going to join, but I think it was like right before I was about to go to bed. So I, I probably yeah. It was it was fun. It was me, uh, David, uh, Ben Heckman, who's always a fun person to chat with. Mm-hmm. Um. And then a bunch of people, Adam Fitzgerald was just listening for a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's it's, such a good dude. He's such a good dude, but it was so funny because he was just listening while we were making like all these crass, coarse jokes about like women and all this stuff. And it's like the, one of the preeminent like experts on 9-11 is just sitting in there like listening to us make a joke about like bussy. And but then like one so he he chimed in. And I can't do his accent, so I won't, because it's such a good, perfect New York accent. Um, <laughs> but he kind of asked a question of, like, you know, how do you think that there's a legitimate third-party option out of, you know, the situation we have right now into this more sectarian, it's gonna getting close to this, like, sectarian feeling conflict type thing. And after a lot of, you know, talking, a lot of us came to the same, same point and it's one that i think a lot of libertarians and anarchists and you know not fuck the post libertarians because they they came to this point in a wrong way so maybe they can listen but i don't think they will um but i think that people go through stage when they finally when they first become i hate to say the term red-pilled but let me just use it for now when you first become red-pilled you kind of have this thing of like but i want to fight the system i you know like i'm in new york so i have a, a monster a witch as my governor and all sorts of other stuff and like me at the time i was like but this isn't right i want to fight it and i want to win and i remember a lot of people at the time i was in a group chat and some people at the time were telling me it was like you can't fight it you just have to step aside and that broke me for a bit i was just i was actually like like in myself getting a little bit choked up because I was like, I, it's so insurmountable. And it kind of came to me that there's this phase, uh, like the five stages of grief or what you kind of have to go through to realize that what you're fighting against is not a system that you can beat. And, and I'm not saying that in like a defeatist system or defeatist way. It's just pick your battles. Mm-hmm. And I remember, so giving more context to this, um, I came to this other kind of political realization recently with my kind of be less political and step aside from the system, which is just figure out the easiest avenue to avoid the state and or avoid a state you don't like because you're never going to have in Kapistan. You're never going to have that anarchist utopia. So find what you can and go there. 
And it's funny because I, tying into this was about a bit back when I went to the Yale convention. Back when I, I talked about this last time. Um, there was a pod, there was a live panel that was hosted by Clint Reed and Mark Claire. Um, Clint Russell Reed Coverdale. I assume you know just for people that are listening. Yeah. Um, and I. And one of the things that they talked about a lot was the thing was called liberty in your lifetime. And kind of the consensus of the entire panel was move to a place, move to a place, get out of where you are and go. Find, if, if, if you are in a, if you're in a place that has terrible liberty or you're not happy with, with wherever, you're not going to change it in places like California, New York, DC, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So move away from those places and cut your losses. And I remember at the time I was kind of bewildered and kind of a little bit baffled. And I was just like, but I want to fix New York. And I was just like, you can't. And I think that libertarians and anarchists, whatever, you need to go soft secession. I'm moving to Texas, like I told you. I'm moving to Austin. I I know Austin's very liberal. I was actually there for like a week or so a month ago, and I really liked it because even as liberal as it is, it is not nearly as bad as where I'm from, and it has an excellent music scene, and I have a few connections there, and my dad lives near there. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that brought me to move down there. Mm -hmm. And people are either moving to, you know, Florida. I would, you know, if you, if someone's the more homesteading type or the more I want to build something out of nothing type, go to New Hampshire. If you need to do anything related to cities, I would steer clear of New Hampshire. Um, that's my personal thing. I know a lot of people that, that love New Hampshire, and I personally would prefer to be there in the middle of nowhere with, you know, all the music equipment I'd want in the snow and the cold. Um, but I am a musician. I need to make my living probably in a city or near a city um, until I can get to a point where I'm financially secure enough that people want me to come to where they are. So it's this, I think the, 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 the message that really I want to say with all that is people need to start cutting their losses because you're not going to beat the state. You're not people using statist now. Stop saying statist, say to society, shut up. Well, okay. So uh, sorry to interrupt here, but, um, okay. When it comes to people saying status, it's kind of like the same thing that I was saying earlier about people saying that everything's demonic. You're preaching to a God that, that not everybody believes in. If you just say status, that just rolls off people's back the same way that demonic does, the same way that Nazi does for most people. It just – they don't care, right? So when you call somebody a status, that's not addressing any kind of argument. You're just status. Like, okay, well, what does that mean? It's a, You mean authoritarian? Now, authoritarian isn't inherently bad or good either. That just means that you want to have all raining down authority. Because, like, okay, so now I know a lot of libertarians are probably sparking out right now that I'm saying this. But, like, think about Ron DeSantis in Florida. He was very authoritarian in his approach to COVID um, treatments. Um, not, you know, the monoclonal antibodies or the other things, but certain treatments that um, were potentially going to be enforced by the government that everybody would have had to get to go to a job. Okay, so hopefully that makes that clear for people because um, <laughs> if people have been listening, I've been saying treatments instead of a certain other word because that triggers a YouTube algorithm. Um, he was very authoritarian in his approach to that, but that was authoritarian in a way that enhanced people's liberty. So really one thing that I changed my mind on, and this actually was largely due to the post-libertarian movement, was um. I don't necessarily see government as inherently good or bad. It's just that an overwhelming majority of the time it's bad. 
but um you know after 2020 we kind of have to accept that um we're going to have to take a little bit more of a realistic approach to these kind of things and say okay well um we're gonna have authoritarianism here no matter what but um you know is it always going to be bad or are there maybe well, situations where it might be good right 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 yes yeah. if if someone and this is where like because i understand where the post-libertarians are getting at with that but a lot of them have this then then they go to the next step where they're like now i want to be in charge of that and i want to do this and i won't enforce it and it's like hold on like and this is and a lot of them try to kind of bring up the hoppy and covenant community type thing and a lot of them would get reamed out by hop for that hoppa um but like i don't disagree i think that you're always going to have the government like yeah. you're an anarchist society is never possible or it's it's not that it's, it's never going to happen what's up everybody um we're going to take a quick break and tell you about the show's sponsors um we are brought to you by element t electrolytes i've been using this stuff for years and what i've honestly found is that if i didn't have electrolytes before some kind of cardio and sometimes even before workouts that my workout performance or definitely cardio performance would suffer greatly um sodium is responsible for every single movement pretty much in your entire body and let's say you drink a lot of caffeine like i like to do then um maybe it is a good idea like i do every single morning um put some lmnt chocolate electrolytes um there in your coffee to get a little bit more sodium potassium and uh, magnesium in your coffee so that way whatever diuretic effect you get from the caffeine is pretty much diluted by the fact that you put chocolate salt in it um, also it tastes really really good get some uh, chocolate creamer hazelnut creamer even coconut and uh, mix that all up it tastes really really good so uh yeah make sure you drop by go to drinklmnt.com slash in liberty and health and uh pick you up some electrolytes today all right guys thanks it's never it's never gonna happen and yeah you can you can show me some some example from 1300 years ago in ireland and yeah sure that might prove your point but we don't we're not living in medieval ireland and what happened in medieval ireland they got taken over so like moving to somalia well yeah if you want if you really want ancapistan and i know this is a classic trope that all like the the left wingers or liberals like to do is like oh move to somalia i'm sure there's some people that actually would like to move to somalia mm -hmm. and you know start i heard thinking. the weather's nice down there but i mean if you oh deal it's with too getting, hot yeah no, no oh, it's never too hot for me if you could deal with getting drone striked like every week by the uh, u.s government then yeah move to somalia <laughs> well yeah and well here's the thing like i i think that there needs to be like this is another thing a lot of the hardcore libertarians that like to use statist a lot and a lot of these guys are the new hampshire types like there's a certain flavor that goes up to new hampshire you know what i'm talking <laughs> like the hardcore free staters that are like i ain't never paid my taxes and i'm never gonna i don't know i went to a southern accent in new hampshire um but it like a lot of those guys are like oh my god you live in a city cuck it's like, oh my God, you live and you pay your taxes and you don't, you know, you don't wait for the ATF to break down your door, cuck. It's like, yeah, I, I have these philosophies and principles, but I'm also going to live my life like a normal fucking human being. Just the same way that, like, a lot of the post-libertarians might ream me out for having, like, being friends with leftists because they want me dead. 
I don't care. What what you say is going to have no bearing on what I do or say around those types of people. And I think that more people need to, like, take the... It's never going to happen. You're never going to have that society where you never get to pay your taxes. The amount of times I've heard taxation is theft over and over and over again, or end the Fed over and over and over again, chanted by thousands of people that probably don't know what that would entail and how to get there is absurd because yes, we've all heard the arguments and yes, 99% of us agree with those arguments. Yes. Yeah. Taxation is coercion. I, that's, that's the, the way I like to say it more than theft. Um, because like, you know, it's, it's more nuanced, but people need to grow up. And part of that growing up is figuring out how to make the best of the situation and being pragmatic with it. And for me, that's moving to a different state. And for some people that, you know, might be ranting on the internet, but if you're going to rant on the internet, get a fucking job. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, so my wife and I wanted to move to Florida last year, but uh, we realized it wasn't in the cards. And especially now with interest rates rising, um, it's definitely just not in the cards because a mortgage for us would be just absolutely retarded if we wanted to move to Florida right now. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, you kind of have to understand that the reality we live in definitely isn't ideal. And this is kind of a sombering realization, especially as I've kind of removed myself from the libertarian party situation. I just kind of sit back and watch and um, I'm very, very independent because even like some of the libertarian party stuff has turned me off, especially here in Pennsylvania. And I've spoken about that before, but yeah. like, you know, I'm, I'm good with just kind of being, my own thing you know i'm glad to have this podcast where i can speak my thoughts the way i want to speak them talk to people of all different walks of life i don't have anybody telling me who i can and can't talk to who i can and can't platform fuck dude i've had just about every single type of person under the sun on here right um i've probably had progressives on here who just didn't say they were right um did you ever have kim iverson on here or no i wouldn't oh. heartbeat but no yeah, I was gonna say because that's I I know Reed I think had her on. And I was, I think I'm pretty sure Reed had her on. And, Twice, yeah. And the definitely seems a guess that you'd have on. But yeah, no, like you have everyone from like Pete Canonas, who, and then and then you have someone like me who is a degenerate drum playing whore that doesn't actually get laid but has the what? mindset. Um, and it's like yeah, just be your own person. And I think that. And, and going to the Libertarian Party stuff, I'm very glad that a lot of my opinions on a lot of the LP people are based on things that have nothing to do with their politics, mm -hmm. because it allows me to really separate it. Like, for example, Michael Heiss is someone that's a polarizing figure right now, and I don't give a shit about any of that, because we talked for, like, two hours straight about the lyrical content of Meshuggah albums, and it was the coolest thing. And I don't give a shit about, like, whether you love him or whether you hate him. I, I don't really give a shit because the LP is never going to work. And I think that people also need to realize, unless you're doing like very local stuff, for example, um, Forrest Mommy running for uh, the city council. City council. Yeah. When are you going to get her on your show talking she's, about? She's been on uh, two times before, but uh, I wouldn't mind having her on again. I'm thinking I got an idea for my 200th episode. This is 193. So um, I'm thinking for my 200th episode, I'm, I'm going to, I have an idea. I think I'm going to send out a bunch of links to everybody, and here I am dropping it. Um, 
I think I'm going to send out links to everybody and just do like a three or four hour live stream on like a Friday or a Saturday night. And we all just hang out, drink and shoot the shit. And, you know, whoever that sounds, hops on, I, whoever hops on. That sounds excellent. I mean, I was thinking of having you, you getting or having you get her on because um, of how you guys have been kind of tag teaming the um, seed oil people. <laughs> well, you know, most it's just because like orthorexia. And this is the one thing that nobody ever talks about. And I only realize it because like now being kind of past it when I was carnivore, um, there's like a difference between eating disorders and disordered eating. And um, I definitely had patterns of disordered eating when I was carnivore. And what nobody realizes, and it's funny because some people criticize, oh, all you do is complain about China people. Okay, but you don't notice when I compliment people when they're good. You never notice all the informational threads I put out that have studies fucking linked in them. I, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People I'm, will notice well, one no, specific... <laughs> sorry. I, I know exactly who you're talking about and... uh Considering he's a dear friend of mine, I will, I will, uh, <laughs> I, I know I, I get both sides of what's going on. Cause what shows up in the algorithm more is your China stuff. I will be yeah. perfectly like you, you are. And I think you are known more as the China and cause like people put themselves in different people kind of like fall into different camps. Yeah. Um, and I think that. Whereas I see you more as a musician and then secondly, mm. as like health and anti-war, I think a lot of people put you in cause they see you interacting more with like Reed and, um, other, like Scott Horton and other anti-war, even other anti-war leftists, you're much more that. So they see you with that. Anyway, continue. Sorry. I forgot. Yeah. And then, well, once again, people will ignore all that and then just find their one pet issue with me and say that that's all i do it's like no look at, go through my fucking twitter you will find plenty and i pride myself on this that i put out good factual information about stuff and every well every time <laughs> I, I say something that seems hyperbolic or that you know may seem contrary to what people think i always try to link an article afterwards and dave the camp's really good at this too and that's why i like him so much because i i don't want people look don't believe me be skeptical of everything i say but guess what and when i say something that you may not that you may not believe may have issue with i'm gonna link something up because there's proof behind a majority of things i say now there's some things and like i think i put out a tweet about foam rolling once i said there's no data to back this up but i just feel better um i'm not afraid to admit when it's speculation either and that's why i admire about someone like adam fitzgerald is that he only kind of sticks to the facts and then will admit when he's going out into speculation. I admire people that do that, and I admire or, people um, that are willing to get it wrong. Richard Booth. Richard Booth, another good example. The guy that's doing okay. stuff with Jose. Yeah. Um, for Also, funny thing, I just realized today, because I saw someone with the shirt, that the No Way Jose like, logo is modeled off the New World Order wrestling. Thing. Yes. <laughs> I, I made that realization today, and I just was like, whoa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But no, I, I completely get what you're saying and um and going with like your your uh the anti you know seed oil people like you're you're entirely right. And if anyone and if anyone has an issue, they should either look at you or Forrest Mommy and be like, Oh wow, I'm arguing with two fit and attractive people. Like It's like well, why why are you going to why are you going to try to pick a fight with when you're an overweight like you know, retard that that has their Pepe username and goes, "Oh, look at you, promoting seed oils like one of the Jewish agents," and you're arguing with like someone that's ripped and then another person that's ripped and both are hot. Like, 
why are you even bothering? Like, you should just kind of uh, go seek Canadian healthcare. Yeah, well, and this is the fucking thing is that I talk to the fucking experts. I'm not an expert on this stuff. I'm well-read enough to hold my own. But, like, I talk to people who are fucking in consultant or, or, or in, like, big medical organizations for you know the uk's heart and heart health committee um bill campbell has been on the podcast who's published over 200 studies ted Naiman, who runs who's a fucking family physician i talk to the fucking experts who do you think knows more the fucking dude that reads the studies and talks to the experts or you who listen to a couple fucking podcasts like i read the fucking studies i put out the information for people to read because i read it and i try to break it down for people to fucking understand oh, you no, actually do you 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 do your own research. Yeah. Um, as much as I am very much anti, just trust the experts, um, because I think that the experts are wrong on a lot of things, especially when it comes to government stuff. But yeah, like I think that there's a difference between what people say. I do my own research and actually doing your own research. Like, yeah. Especially like here's a good one. When you're talking about music recording stuff, it's so subjective, and you can be like, I oh, do yeah. my own research on it. It's like, no, you didn't. You you watched a YouTube video on it, like, and you think that miking the snare this way is gonna make it sound better? Like, granted, that's very subjective, but like, there's there's all sorts of gimmicks and bad techniques and all that stuff all over that people just get duped because, as much as there's people that are predatory on the trust the expert side, there's another group of people that are just as predatory on the like, yeah, just do your own research. Like, uh, I know you have you yeah. been I think have you been calling out uh, Malone on this a little bit? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well. So there's there's the narrative and the counter narrative, and it's funny because a lot of people promote Robert Malone because he was rightfully skeptical of a certain treatment, but what they never realize is that he's he has his own treatment that's going to be going out in um, India called Relcovax or something like that, and this has been well documented. So like, he, the, the problem is is that like people say, oh, you can't trust mainstream media. Okay, yes, but now you have to realize that there's actually alt media has a more eyes and a bigger audience than mainstream media so that means the money is now starting to shift over to alt media so just because there's some guru who says what you want to hear on an alt media platform doesn't mean they're right you should be equally skeptical of both sides you shouldn't just trust somebody because they're a dissenter like this is why i get so mad about this fucking knuckle dragging retarded motion of oh well he makes all the right people mad so are they doing anything good just because they piss people off i don't give a shit about that yeah it's fun watching people get pissed off but like look what happened with trump everybody said oh he makes all the right people mad okay you ended up locked up in your home and he hired he got... john bolton yeah but it's beyond that fucking 2020 happened and then the sly thing is that all the republicans said oh this was biden's lockdowns Okay, the worst of the lockdowns happened in 2020 they happened under trump's watch in fact lockdowns got I hate to say it, but better under Biden because they realize it's not politically feasible to keep people locked in their fucking homes. So the worst that happened under Trump, and nobody's willing to admit that, but oh boy, the neocons hated him and he made all the right people mad. Never mind, we got locked in our homes for you know for a year on end, and then he went around on a uh, treatment promotion tour and still won't shut up about how it's the greatest success that they ever achieved. Like, oh, but he made all the right people mad. Like, I, I cannot 
understand. That's just the dumbest fucking smooth brain argument you could possibly have. Like, uh, what did he do tangibly to increase liberty? Or what did this person who's making the right people mad, what did they tangibly do to make your life or anybody else's lives better? Like, there's arguments there, but just saying, oh, they made the right people mad, that's so stupid. And I hate when people say that. And I'm I'm right there with you. I mean, like, I, I will say personally, like, this is just a selfish desire. If I could snap my fingers and go to sleep and then wake up and it's 2019 again and, like, COVID never happens, I there is a part of me that would just be like, I want to go back. I, like, I want to take the blue pill again. The steak will, I can, I, the steak till still tastes good to me, god damn it. I don't want to, I don't want to be awake anymore. I'm sick and tired of it. I'm sick and tired of, like... Yeah, dealing with the counter narrative, dealing with the same bullshit that we all called out. Like when I, again, like I said earlier on, when I was first kind of, kind of becoming awake to a lot of this stuff, I was almost like, let's debate everything. Let's have this, you know, and I was, I, I'm sure that I was actually more like open, like in good faith and open hearted then than I am now. Cause I just, I want to go back. I want to go back to just like not dealing with this bullshit. And, you know, maybe this is kind of a somber thing. But I I wonder how many people are in the same boat because I, outside of like the friends I've made and the cool people I've met on you know either Twitter or other political related things, I fucking hate that I was cursed to get be interested in politics because man it yeah. makes everybody fucking miserable yeah. and it makes everybody like I want to go back. I wish that, like, like once I'm done promoting my album and stuff, and once I have a way to just kind of solo out the group chats I like, I don't want to ever fucking interact with people on Twitter I don't want to ever again. I don't want to read a goddamn news news article ever again. I want to go back, and maybe that's a terrible way to live life, but I don't care at this point. Yeah, dude, it's completely understandable. Um I I find myself sometimes I'll turn on a podcast and I'll just be like, I just don't want to listen to this right now. I don't want to just any, any more information. I'm just going to turn on some tunes and just drive and just, you know, vibe out. I used to listen to so many podcasts, mm-hmm. so many podcasts. Like I, and some of them were still very, very, very informative. Like for, for all of like the bullshit that'll spew out on Twitter, James Lindsay's podcasts are very informative. Like he had already, like I, even before a lot of the queer theory stuff really started bursting out with all the trans, like super, like I'd say like 2021, a lot of it really burst out after the kind of CRT thing had died down, like critical race theory. Yeah. I had already had, I had already listened to a few things where he had been reading out like the theory papers that these people believe. And I already had that unlocked. That was like two years ago. Now the only podcast I listen to outside of like I listen to two maybe three podcasts. One is a podcast ranking all the Roman emperors. Second one is Tower Gang, <laughs> and that's it because I don't care. I don't want to hear. I mean, sometimes I listen. I, I okay, and then like the OKC series that um like that does, and sometimes there's like other ones that I'll like. You know, I'll catch one of yours um when you have a guest on that I like or that type of stuff. I I don't want to see that, but. I don't care. I don't want to listen to all this stuff. It's so depressing all the time. And Mm -hmm. like, it doesn't matter right now. 
what matters to me right now and what should matter to a lot of other people is how am I doing in my own personal life? Mm -hmm. Because what the Fed does right now or what a CBDC, yes, it'll affect you in your personal life. Yes, I know. Before everyone spurgs out again, because they've probably been spurging out this entire episode. Like, yeah, I get it. But is CBDC going to hurt the chances of me going to the gym? In that case, then I'll start thinking about it. Like, but right now I'm focused on learning, like getting good at my instrument, instruments, you know, writing music, going to the gym, cooking good food, um, moving out of my city, finding a girlfriend at some point. That, that, that's something that's always in the back of my mind, but I try, you know, I think should be put off for the time being. If you're, if your two hour long podcast on hoppy and theory is going to get me laid, then send it my way. If not, I don't care. Because <laughs> I'm that, sick. Yeah. Jesus Christ, man. All right. Yeah, we've been going for about an hour now, man. Um, anything you want to plug? And uh, if not, we'll uh, rock and roll. Yeah, I'm, I, I do have a few things to plug. I, I really always enjoy I, I enjoy coming on here. And I, I hope that it seems somewhat more structured. Because sometimes when I'm like on a podcast, I feel like it's just a stream of consciousness. Like... I have no idea what I said like five minutes ago. Mm -hmm. So hopefully it's been a little more structured. But uh, yeah, I'd like to plug some things. Uh, my band, Pulse Weaver, we are releasing our first full-length album. Or it's an EP. It's it's like longer than a normal EP, but shorter than an actual album because we're a prog band. So we've got six songs that are like all over four or five minutes. Um, but it'll be out April 14th on Spotify. Um, Pulse Weaver, the album is called Foreshadowing Fate. I'll be plugging it on my Twitter, which is prog underscore enjoyer7. If you want to watch me be a mental retard and talk either about music or calling people racial slurs, not racial slurs, other slurs that I can say. Um, just go and uh, see me there or on my Twitter. My Instagram is actually way more um, sanitized. You would have no idea about my politics from that. That's Lorenzo underscore Silvio. Highly recommend that you follow me on there if you actually want to see me being professional. Um, outside of that, I really have nothing to plug except for go listen to my band's album, please. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. All right. Well, then uh, I think by the time this comes out, it'll be a couple days. It'll be the day before. To okay well hell yeah man all right so yeah make sure everybody uh you go check that stuff out make sure you like subscribe and share check out the links below for all your workout equipment and the world's best electrolytes and also where you can find me um my name is kamatovic and one more time thanks everybody for listening and take care when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.